0: All right, we are back. Let's do just a roundup of items we've got laying about here. Starting with um, Republican misbehavior. Apparently, up in Montana, the Republicans have gained a supermajority in their House, and many of the uh, new lawmakers are sympathetic to the Tea Party. Apparently, the Montana House this week passed a 17-point declaration of state sovereignty aimed at protecting all freedoms of individual persons from federal incursions, which apparently includes requiring the FBI to get local permission to arrest anyone and nullifying federal gun laws. <laughs> Governor Montana's branded this declaration the kind of toxic talk that led to the Civil War. And he's probably right. But in numerous state legislatures... Uh, Invigorated Republicans are trying to stamp out abortion. Texas, for example, they've got a law pending that would require women seeking an abortion to have an ultrasound scan. And in most cases, hear a detailed description of the fetus's development. Rick Perry, Texas governor, called this bill a priority in his state-of-the-state State speech. Known to The Economist magazine, This year's agenda in Texas is crowded with conservative concerns that might seem marginal in light of the state's whopping budget deficit. tell you one thing for sure about those politicians down in Texas. They're not beating Watson in jeopardy. Apparently other states are mulling proposals to stipulate that abortion cannot be covered by private insurances in the forthcoming health care exchanges. I think we mentioned the fact that a South Dakota bill would have classified it as justifiable to kill someone in order to defend an unborn child. Noted The Economist again, that looked like an attempt to legalize the murder of the few doctors who provide abortions there, and the bill was shelved after heavy criticism. Of course, last month in Washington, D.C., the House of Representatives voted to remove federal funding from Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, of course, provides contraception, medical services, and in some cases, abortions at 800 clinics spread around the United States. Apparently, the main thrust of this comes about from a group called Live Action, which had had repeatedly taken aim at Planned Parenthood, and, it should be noted, received support from conservative foundations, released undercover videotapes some time back in which Planned Parenthood... uh, clinic employee was seen answering questions from a man who was posing as a sex trafficker. Planned Parenthood says the tapes are misleading, that an errant staff member was fired, and that its affiliates reported the encounters to law enforcement. But seizing on those videos, Republican Mike Pence of Indiana, a Republican with a long, who's a longtime foe of abortion and chief sponsor of that House bill, said the organization had a pattern of apparent fraud and abuse, and the time has come to deny any federal funding to Planned Parenthood. This sort of stunt's currently being employed with NPR as well, but we'll hold that off for a moment. But regarding the whole abortion issue, ever since the Hyde Amendment back in 1976, uh, federal taxpayer money doesn't go toward abortions. You do remember Henry Hyde, the author of that bill, the man that spearheaded the impeachment efforts against Bill Clinton, the guy who referred to his affair uh, (laughs) while married as a youthful indiscretion, which he committed at age 42. But yeah, they're working on the No Taxpayer Funding for Abortion Act, which would impose tax penalties on private insurance policies that cover abortions. Representative Chris Smith of New Jersey is even proposing limiting the rape exception in current law by specifying it had to be forcible rape, which apparently means that a rape woman couldn't get an abortion if no one put a gun to her head. It's all a bit nuts. They're even proposing authorizing hospitals to refuse to perform abortions even if a pregnant woman is hemorrhaging or suffering from some other life-threatening condition. Writing about this controversy in Time.com, Amy Sullivan said, let's talk about reality. Republicans would like to make Americans think Medicaid's paying for thousands of abortions under exceptions to the Hyde Amendment. But in 2001, the last year for which I could find figures, Medi- Medicaid paid for a grand total of 81 abortions, critically ill women and victims of rape and incest all in the first trimester. And we should note using this undercover camera uh, and, and, and subterfuge is now being directed at NPR. NPR's chief, chief fundraiser, Ron Schiller, was caught on tape criticizing conservatives and Tea Party activists, which as far as we know is not a crime. Schiller apparently said at one point the network could, would be better off without federal funding. In response to that news, he was placed on administrative leave. NPR media correspondent David Fulkenflick reported that the remarks were captured as part of a, a video sting by conservative activist James O'Keefe at a time when public broadcasting is under assault. Mr. McMillan has looked into this and notes that, uh, that NPR gets 1% of its funding from the federal government. The affiliates apparently get about 10% of their funding from... Uh, From the Feds? You know, the purpose of of the public broadcasting system was to subsidize news that, uh, uh, you know, might get left by the wayside from commercial broadcasters. This remains, I think it's fair to say, a necessary aspect of of, of life uh, for the American taxpayer, if he wants to be informed about what's going on. Writing in an editorial in USA Today... Travel advocate Rick Steves says our government spends $430 million a year on public broadcasting, less than the $500 million that it spends each year for military bands. With our current frenzy to cut the fat out of government, nothing is sacred, except apparently music for the military. This puts marching bands on solid financial footing while public broadcasting is facing the budget acts. I believe non-commercial media that respect the electorals' intelligence, assume an attention span and can produce content with no regard to advertisers' interests are important to the fabric of our society and to the strength of our democracy. Of course, I am part of public broadcasting. I produce public radio and television shows that air nationwide. I fund my own shows, then try to get underwriting from corporations. My underwriters support my work, but do not dictate content. This allows me to introduce my viewers and listeners to the world as it is, rather than a version of the world shaped by the need to sell something. We will continue to follow this story, see if we can't get our friend Joe Barr over at Capital Public Radio to, uh, to address this issue. And by the way, in contrast, according to the Los Angeles Times, the Pentagon has developed a prototype of a robotic hummingbird that can conduct surveillance with a tiny camera as it flies in and out of windows or perches on power lines and tree branches. The drone, which weighs less than a AA battery and can fit into a pocket, actually flaps its wings as it flies. Your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I bet you never look at a hummingbird quite the same way, having heard about this. We've only got a couple minutes left, so let's do a few miscellaneous items. According to the London Daily Mail, a previously unknown form of bacteria that eats iron is feasting on the wreck of the Titanic and will consume the disintegrating remains in 20 years at most. That's a pretty interesting item. We're going to have to bring some bacteriologists on this show. We're probably not going to have to consult with our friends at the Planetary Society about this one, however. I'm a little puzzled by the fact that Russian scientists have been warning us that uh, a... uh, 25 million ton asteroid Apophis might crash into the Earth on April thirteenth, two 2036, causing giant tsunamis and the death of tens of millions of people. Well, NASA's been doing the calculation on this, and they say that, you know, it, the chances of hitting the Earth are about 250,000 to one. We've talked about this before. That's a real risk, to be sure, but a small one. I'm struck by this item by the fact that Carl Sagan, great promoter of, uh, of uh, space travel, and one of, the, one of the founders, along with Bruce Murray and Lewis Friedman of the Planetary Society, whose radio program, by the way, Planetary Radio, airs on KDBS every Friday morning. Carl Sagan famously once said, again, at the height of the Cold War, that, you know, if a Soviet adds two plus two and gets four, chances are he's not wrong for ideological reasons. So I'm a little bit puzzled by the current batch of Russian scientists adding 2 plus 2 and deciding that Earth is going to get hit by an asteroid. And when the actual odds are more like a quarter million to one. But speaking of future predictions, Smithsonian Magazine noted some months back that 58% of Americans expected by the year 2050 there will be another world war. Meanwhile, 41% believe Jesus Christ will return to Earth by then. And doggone it, we are going to have to travel down to Oakland to speak with the people of a Herald Camping's organization. They are confidently predicting the end of the world on the 21st of May. We're willing to bet against them. All right, and final item. We're going to try and do at least one unequivocally good, (laughs) good news item on every show. And here it is, to close. A veteran Australian pilot apparently owes his life to a huge pile of chicken manure. Pilot Ben Buckley was attempting to land a vintage 1910 light aircraft when it veered off the runway and headed for disaster. Instead, the plane rammed into a 20-ton heap of chicken droppings piled up. Said Pilot Buckley, There was a bit of give in it. I'm still a bit stiff in soul, though, I can tell you. That about does it for today's program. Our thanks to pals Wilders, Christina Borgeson, and Steve Ferdinand. This program was produced by Edward McMillan, as they all are. This has been Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week at the same time, and keep those uh, keep those letters coming. We'd like to hear from you. and I encourage you to drop a line at, at info at radioparallax.com.